Thank you for joining us on Giggle Culture. A homeschool moms podcast laughing our way from surviving to thriving. I'm Willow, hippie homesteading mama for homeschool lifestyle coach, an artist and creative living in the yurt in the woods with my lover who teaches public school and our teens that are left at home. I'm Cassie, Christian homeschool mom of five, married to my best friend. I'm a creative word nerd, financial coach, and adventurer. Grab a cup of something and join us for your giggles. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Cassie. I'm so Hello. excited. <laughs> okay, I oh, I'm so excited to be jumping back in and officially doing our Giggle Culture podcast with you. I cannot even contain my excitement. I have loved this experience so far and it has been truly almost surreal how much fun it has been. And then we got to hang out a little bit in person, which was really fun. And (laughs) now coming back and I cannot wait to share all the different little creative ideas and things that we have been cooking up in our little break between seasons and really getting into the heart of this. Oh my goodness. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, um, you know, it's kind of wild. Like you said, it's really surreal because I think Oh my goodness, podcast. What in the world? We're like homeschool moms. <laughs> and it's so therapeutic. Like I really enjoyed how it makes me kind of look at things, you know, in a little bit of a reflective, like, oh yeah, we've done this and this, or you know, oh yeah, I need to do that again. That was a great idea. Or, you know. Yes. It's been super fun. Yeah, we my family has definitely benefited from it in the sense that like there have been things that I'm like oh I did this with the older kids now I have this next kind of group of younger kids that I'm like I should get that back out oh that was so much fun I forgot about that and then plus just gleaning off of what your teenage years are looking like as mine are stepping into those roles it's been super fun for me that's, that's great I've had honestly there's been some funny situations too have you had anything like funny as far as like being a podcast mom what that looks like different for you (laughs) maybe but I think I I think I'd like to hear what you have to say first (laughs) (laughs) okay so the funniest thing that happened to me since we've started this whole thing was when we were on our trip I was talking to you know there's hundreds and hundreds of moms at this a thousand, I think, at the uh, Wild and Free conference that we went to. And I was laughing and giggling with this mom who, her name is Amy. I I know nothing else about her other than her name was Amy. And she says, so if you're listening, Amy, hi. (laughs) She she goes, you are so much fun. And I was like, well, thank you. You know, she's like, you would absolutely love this new podcast I've been listening to she goes I binge listened to it the whole way here it was it's so good and I was like oh really I love podcasts you know I said we actually just started one she goes oh you're gonna love this one and it was us (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) what did she say just like oh their name is giggle culture and then like what did you how did you react (laughs) she said oh you would just love them like I was getting ready to tell her about ours and she's like oh well, these girls, are, they're giggle culture and their laugh just, it's contagious. And it just, 
it just makes me so excited to homeschool. And I just started laughing and she's like, she just kind of got like this serious look on her face. I was like, does the laugh sound familiar? And then we just kind of had a giggle about it, but she was so sweet. And, and it, oh, it, it, I was so surprised and taken aback that like this woman I had never met. And then I was meeting for the first time was telling other people about our podcast. It was such a humbling experience. And I'm just so thankful for everybody who listens to us come together to giggle. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome oh my goodness that is so so uh yeah we definitely need to like document that or something <laughs> that's super fun oh my goodness so today I would like to bring us together for this big kickoff because there's so many people in transition right now like it is crazy talking with moms or parents even and and people who ever really would have considered homeschooling but now they're like considering it because of all the different situations happening especially I'm talking to our a lot to our um, United States friends it's just really amazing to see this new wave and and another new wave you know with all the things happening in public schools and stuff that you know parents control you know I just I would really, really like to just focus on this being the first week, the the July 4th week, which I don't know if you know this or not, but when you look, Google, the biggest Google search time of year for homeschool is actually the July 4th week, because I think it's probably because people are fit, feeling like, okay, summer's like kind of finishing. And now we need to think about what we're doing for sure for the fall and, you know, school and everything that's coming up and they need to start thinking about it really uh, seriously, um, like what they're going to decide. I was amazed when I found out that that was the biggest week for the searching on Google uh, for homeschool. And so go ahead. No, I was just going to say that actually totally makes sense in another way, too. And that is there are so many mamas right now that are getting to have that one on one time with their kids. They're home. They're with them during the summer. And they're thinking probably to themselves, I don't want this to end. I know I would be looking at that going, oh, summer's almost, you know, that July 4th is kind of the that's the summer holiday. And so then going, oh you know, back to school shopping and all these things. And maybe you're a mama who has just enjoyed that slow summer living and enjoying that time with your babies. Yeah, that's, I mean, honestly, I don't know how, okay, this is just my own, you know, opinion, because I know everyone's got their own thing, but I literally don't know what it would be like to miss so many of the things that my kids have done because we've been able to homeschool and be a part of it that, Oh, it would just like make my heart so sad, but you know, I always wanted to be a mom. I was so excited about being a mom. Uh, and so maybe, you know, that's kind of my whole, uh, background of that. Cause I know, you know, some, some moms are like, I can't wait for kids to go back to school. So I have time <laughs> and things and I get that. I mean, like that's totally, it's a big sacrifice to homeschool. So I just kind of want to take, this episode to say, let's focus on, should you take the leap to homeschool and are the benefits worth it? So okay. I like let's it. Let's just kind of go from there and see, uh, you know, where it takes us. Okay. I, I like that. I think, um, I, I, I mean, I obviously think that the leap is definitely worth it. 
<laughs> for me. Um, and I know that there are a lot of people who, like you said, that that's not where they feel that they are <clears throat> right now. Or maybe it's something that you're kind of questioning um, yourself as a, if one of our listeners here. But I will say that you will never at the end of your life, I don't think anybody thinks, man, I wish I would have spent less time with my children. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know okay. what I mean? In the podcast right there. That's <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's, I always, when people said, well, how many kids are you going to have? And I said, I don't, I don't think I know anybody who says, I wish I had less kids and I wish that I would have spent less time with them. And so I'm going to spend as much time and soak it up as much as I can. (laughs) And I think, like you said, the idea of missing all of those little firsts that I've gotten to experience firsthand is so hard. And I know that in some situations, it's not an easy thing. There are definitely sacrifices, um, uh, sometimes financially um, and things that they play big roles. They're, They're honest and true things that you have to look at you have to look at the different aspects of it yeah for sure and like choosing to take the leap to homeschool is definitely not for the faint of heart it's definitely not for someone who is you know not wanting to really build that connection or that developmental um you know just like a bridge between you and each of your hearts that you have you know each of your children um it's it's definitely something that is a huge thing to think about and yet it is so uh simple like it is not as complicated as people make it out to be you know i this goes back to we have to remember why do why do they spend eight hours a day in public school for you know 12 plus years of their life well the reason that they have such a huge long day is because they need to keep children safe and active and doing things. And so they spread it out and, you know, we think, okay. And so a lot of times it's a real tendency for brand new homeschool moms to come home and do school at home, which is totally okay because you're mimicking a system and that's fine. But as you are able to realize that a lot of those things that they do in the school, they do because they're in a big group and because they're in a, you know, like a one, one adult per group setting, you realize that there's a lot of stuff that you don't really fully actually have to incorporate when, once you get home. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that reminds me of a book that I'm really, really, really wanting to do as a book club with a lot of mamas um, who are interested. And uh, it's a really good transition book. I don't think I can say enough good about it as just that whole like changing your paradigm of your mindset and understanding that school happens quick like learning happens quick I should say I'm gonna like change the verbiage learning happens quickly when it's in the window that is ready for it and then also it doesn't take 12 years to learn English. It doesn't take 12 years to learn, you know, math, you know, all these things, but there's a lot of redo in school because, you know, they, like I said, they've got to stay busy and active and safe during that time. Um, But the, the five hour school week is just a fantastic book. And I am not even going to say their last name because I will probably ruin it. But (laughs) if you Google five hour school week or look it up on Amazon, um, it is just a fantastic book. Um, situation. It's a family who needed to be away for travel and they realized that their children 
were able to do things a lot quicker than they were actually spending in the school. And this is a family who is into travel for his, his uh, business, uh, the father's business. And so um, at the end of this big trip that they took, they realized, wow, like we could spend all this time with our kids and yet still accomplish the academic needs that they need in a lot smaller amount of time than actually they are doing at the school. So why are we sending them to school? <laughs> so it's just, it, you know, it's good to hear different perspectives and realize that it's a lot simpler than it's made out to be. Although it's a huge choice or a decision for your family to change your lifestyle that way. So what do you think? I, I completely agree. And I think that so many people go into it feeling almost like a slave to the curriculum. And I think that curriculum is a wonderful tool. So I don't want anybody to ever hear our podcast and think that we are anti-curriculum um, because we're not. But even some of the curriculum makers, a lot of them in the front of them, they will tell you, you know, this isn't something you have to mark off every box. It isn't something you have to check everything. And I think that where homeschooling becomes overwhelming is when you, if you, especially if you're a larger family, um, a lot of people go into it thinking that they have to mark every box of every curriculum with every child. And you don't, <laughs> which is one thing. But, and there's so much of it that you can do focused in as a family and learning together. Um, one of my kids recently said to me, and I thought this was, it is probably the, one of my favorite quotes of all time of my kids. He said, you know, some people learn about the ocean in a book. He said, and that's not bad. He said, and some people get to go to the ocean and learn about the ocean. And I said, yeah. He says, he goes, but you know, learning about the ocean in a book, he said, it's kind of like being handed a travel catalog and being told you went on vacation. Whoa. <laughs> I was like, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Wisdom your child has. Way to go, Cassie. <laughs> wow. And I I think that that's just it is I think and we read all the time. So this is nothing against learning about learning from books. We are all about, you know, like kind of whole language learning and learning from books and, and different things like that. I am not saying anything against books, but what I'm saying is is being able to do it together, do it together as a family and learning and immersing yourself in the lifestyle is a commitment. And it's something that you don't come by lightly, but the rewards are so big of the, the heartstrings that you tie, not only with your children, but also your children with each other. You know, my little boys were sitting on the couch earlier today and they're sitting on the couch watching a movie with, you know, big brother's got his arm around his little brother. You know, you were talking about, you know, what are your boys doing right now? And they're all working together. They're working <laughs> for their older brother in his business. Yeah, it's, yeah. And, you know, my daughter's like the only one here. And I'm like, hey, we're going to record. And she's like, okay. And I'm like, oh, yeah, there's no other people here today other than my husband. And he's out enjoying nature because he's a teacher. <laughs> so he gets summers off. <laughs> but, yeah, you're right. I mean, like. That relationship to me, if, if no other reason, that relationship of with my children and the relationship of my children with each other 
and also being able to, in all things, point them to the Lord. Homeschooling is worth it if for no other reason for me. Right. Right. For sure. You know, um, people often say, you know, what is your reason for homeschooling? And although my list is like, you know, (laughs) I'm sure like yours, 20 pages long, I would say probably one of my most important reasons for homeschooling my children is because I want them to have time to be able to pursue the interest and the desires and the passions that are in their heart, because they know that it was placed there. And, you know, you've heard me say this, you know, a thousand times. I feel like the true curriculum is within each of our children's hearts. And as we are nurturing the atmosphere for that, it creates the opportunity for that to come to life. And oh my goodness, it's so driven by them at that point, you know? I wanted my children to not be caught up in busy culture. I wanted them not to be caught up in distracted culture where you're like, okay, I got to do this and this and this because they say, I wanted them to be able to know like, why, you know, you know, why's are so huge for both of us. Why, why is this happening? Why, how does that work? You know, what is the interest and the fascination? And like, it doesn't stop my kids. You know, I can say they're, my two of them I have graduated, you know, quote unquote, but yet neither, neither one of them have stopped at all in their acceleration of learning. Like, it's just amazing to me, the things that they'll come to me and talk about, you know, cause we, we still all meet, you know, together, like, you know, I do with my kids that I homeschool. It's just a special connection. And it's like, honestly, we never even, part of it was the COVID situation, but we never even really had a full-blown like hey you're graduated now you're starting a new part of your life because it's like it already was happening so naturally and so uh like layer upon layer upon layer that it was almost like we got to the point where most people you know have a celebration and we kind of looked like well this would be kind of weird if we did it right now you know what I mean for for our family and and you know we're big about special events and things but like as far as something like that it's like they have life has become their learning space. And that is definitely, definitely one of the benefits that's worth homeschooling for us. Yeah. Um, I, you know, you were talking about different, you know, like when learning becomes part of you and it reminded me, um, I would love to give credit to who it's for and I will try to find it and post it on our Instagram. But I saw this picture of a little girl studying grasshopper and it says you do not need to teach a child how to concentrate when it is a subject that is truly captivating them. Oh, man, you're just dropping these amazing, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, wow. Here, like, teach yeah. <laughs> And that is, man, say that again. Just say that again, because I want to hear that again. Okay, so it said, and this is not the exact quote. This is kind of my version of the quote. But it it said something along the lines of that you do not have to teach a child how to concentrate if it is a subject that is truly captivating them. And, And that's so true. You know, um, I have seen so many kids where they're like, oh, the parents are like, oh, they just can't concentrate. We wouldn't be able to homeschool because they can't sit still long enough, which I'm 
telling you we don't sit still ever. I don't sit still well. So <laughs> like, it's okay that my kids don't. But I have seen those same kids walk behind a turtle at the park for 20 minutes just seeing what it's going to do. Awesome. You know, I have seen some of those kids watch an ant walk across a leaf back and forth and w- then get underneath it and carry the leaf that's bigger than themselves. And those kids are captivated by that. And the reason that they can concentrate on it is because they're captivated. So I think that that is one of the biggest things with homeschooling is, is you have to be willing to know your child and what captivates them and what's going to inspire that concentration. Yeah, that's, that's really good. And, you know, if we don't even know ourselves as adults, I actually just had this conversation with my daughter the other day because she was way far advanced in some like social situations and the way that she was processing it. And I was like, you know what? I could tell you that probably 50% or more of adults don't even have that close of a connection to their understanding of why they do the things that they do that she had the other day. I was like, I'm so proud of you for processing through all this, for thinking through all the different angles of it, for knowing yourself deep enough to know like what you can and can't, you know, accomplish or do through it, you know? And I was just like amazed because it did really make me think about all these adults, you know, that are out there that are struggling and they've never been given opportunity to maybe hit that dialectic stage at a level that other people would listen and to be able to process through those things that we are able to allow our children to do in our homes. And, you know, and so then it causes it to be like this, like, who am I? Where am I? Like, what am I here for? Kind of a situation, you know, way up into their sixties, seventies, even, you know, um, It's amazing to me that this is such a lifestyle that can be created in such a way that there's just, there's unlimited potential. There's just unlimited potential of what can be possible. Okay. I, that, I adore that. (laughs) (laughs) And your daughter is just beautiful inside out all the ways, mom. Very blessed to know you both. (laughs) I was thinking about a subject very similar to that the other day and I wrote a few things down and I'd like to share them with you if we have just a minute definitely and it was relationship builders with your kids um there's so many people that I have spoken to and with recently that were telling me that they just don't have relationships with their kids and they wish that there was just some like formula. Well, there's no formula, but I started making kind of a list of sorts. I'll throw it up on social media or things, but I think one of the biggest things that we need to do as a relationship builder for your kids is talk to them about non school quote unquote related subjects. Um, you know, there are so many people who talk about, I would love to know uh, what they're interested. How do you know what they're interested in learning and different things? And I think that that's one of the, the best things you can do is just talk to them. And, and I promise you that your kids want to talk to you 
But what they want is they want you to listen to what they're excited about, you know? Um, and I, and that is another thing on my list is learn, let them teach you about their interests. I currently know more about Minecraft and Pokemon than I will ever use in my adult life. <laughs> <laughs> but it is what my kids are interested in. Um, to the point that my husband and I were just speaking of the fact that we're going to have to get our own Kindles so we can all build this Minecraft world together because it's what they're excited about. And I think that that's super important. Another thing on my list is remember things about their lives. You know, my son will pull out a weapon. He loves to make like swords and shields and different things out of wood, out of paper, out of whatever. And if I can remember a little something about a previous one and say, oh, that's similar to when you did this, that, that lights up his whole world. And it's just something simple. It's remembering those little things that they have been teaching you. And then if I can relate it to a story of my own life, now that relationship is two ways. And I think that that's exciting. Again, engage in activities with them. Another one that I is always on my list is tell funny stories. Funny stories about what they did when they were little. Funny stories about what you did. Funny stories about what you thought and how you processed a situation. Because one of the things that, you know, you were talking about processing a situation with your daughter. One of the ways that my kids will listen to me about me giving them tools on how to process things is if I can tell something funny on myself. I do silly things, y'all. Like, homeschooling <laughs> is not what made my kids weird. Like, I am their mom. Okay. Like, they're like, are you worried about homeschooling? Like your kids are going to be weird. I'm like, I am their mother. They were definitely weird. Like that was not going to be the problem. But it's amazing weird. And then I love to do crazy things with my kids that they are completely unexpecting. So we will be driving down the car and I will turn on random crazy music or we might be doing chores around the house and, you know, out comes a crazy, you know, we did a, I let everybody draw on themselves with highlighters and we had the black light out and we had, yes! <laughs> like, I love doing things that catch That's them fun. unexpected. Yes. And then using their interest in your lessons and your activities. And I think the biggest thing is apologizing when you mess up. Yeah. I think if you can kind of do that list, then that big commitment that we were talking about, that homeschooling commitment, that commitment to the lifestyle, it becomes more natural. It becomes easier because right. you've developed that relationship. Right. That's so true. Yeah. That is really um, so true because like you said, you become comfortable because that's really what we kind of do. We become comfortable with almost even the unknown because, you know, as far as knowing what's happening and, and, and being all the expert and all of that kind of situation, we don't really know fully where it's going to go because we don't know fully where our life is going to head. If we have that much freedom, we don't know fully where our children's 
passions and interests are going to lead. So it's kind of like you just learn how to kind of be comfortable with this, uh, you know, almost like a fluid state. And, you know, that even, that's a really freeing thing, uh, you know, even giving yourself permission. So um, like, for instance, I'm thinking a lot of times moms start off with really great intentions or dads, whoever's homeschooling. Um, and they start with this great intention and they're like, yes, this year's going to be awesome. And here we are coming into August, you know, getting ready for whenever you start. I know a lot of moms, I mean, a lot of families don't start until actually September, which is nice, but they come into it with this whole stack of all these books and, and, you know, they bought all this stuff at the curriculum sales or, you know, the conferences and all these things. And then they get like a weekend and their kids are like, totally not interested and it's like, oh, you hit this wall. And it's like, you have this choice. You can remain fluid and try to connect with where your children are at and what their interests and passions are because, you know, there's like this wall that got thrown up because they're like, wait, what? What are we doing here? This is not, you know, <laughs> or, and, and you can, you can be loyal to that payment or that, you know, financial investment that you made, which I hear this a lot too. You know, it's very hard for some to be like, well, I just spent, you know, $250 on this. We need to do this curriculum. So let's do it. You know, it's like we're forcing <laughs> ourselves to do it because we can't waste that money. And I think that a lot of times if you were interested in a curriculum enough to purchase it and invest in it for your family, there are times when your children will naturally come back to it, especially if you let it be a smorgasbord. You know, we talk about in unschooling a lot about um, strewing where you, mm -hmm. you put out all kinds of things in their atmosphere that's available to them. And as they're living their life and moving through things, they pick up that book and they're like, oh, this is curiously interesting. And they start to, you know, like want to go into it themselves. And so it's not like that if you walk away from that first week of, ah, oh, this is horrible. We hate it. And, you know, probably not just the first week. It's probably more like the fourth or fifth week, if we're honest, <laughs> <laughs> where you really start noticing that, like, that's not interest. This is, um, you know, but that financial uh, investment can sometimes be the thing that really continues to push us, even though we know and we've known in our hearts that this is really not right. And so being able to say, you know what, this isn't, this isn't working for our family. We need something different or we need to do, you know, just a different, you know, uh, like pathway, then it frees you. So then you're not slaving for money or you're not slaving for these, you know, things. And, you know, it brings you back to that why. Like, why are we homeschooling? Do your kids know why? That's a really huge one. Even little kids can know why they homeschool you know he's just now turning seven um and he you know he knows why he homeschooled and when they know why they homeschool or why they do something then you know this is huge because then that really drives things for them and not just you so yeah oh i i think the why is so important and i think that anybody who is deciding if they want to homeschool or if you've already made the decision that you're going to homeschool, you have to know why. And, and I say that because this, there are going to be seasons in homeschooling, even for veteran homeschool moms or new homeschool moms, there are tougher seasons. But when you know that why and you're pursuing that why, you know, uh, whether it be a faith or with your children or different things, like it makes 
when the why is clear, it makes the way easier. Because when you hit that tough button, you know why you're doing it and you'll continue on. And I think that that's huge. Yeah, that is really huge. And you know what I do during those tough seasons is I reevaluate. And, you know, with my kids being older, we reevaluate together. But when they were younger, I would reevaluate and I'd say, okay, what is it that is actually the issue here? You know, is mm-hmm. it is it that this is a struggle, that this is too hard, that it's maybe needing a step before, you know, what they're heading into now? Uh, what is it? You know, and I just really pick it apart. I like look at it under the microscope, you know, and I pick it all apart and I figure out what are truly the things that are happening here? Because a lot of times it's different than what you think. You know, it's not necessarily that, uh, you know, this kid's just stubborn and not doing the work. It might be he's got a hearing uh, issue or maybe a visual issue or maybe there's some developmental things that need to happen first. You know, like I never even had a clue that PE had such a huge uh, part of the developmental process until I had a a struggling reader. And they're like, well, if she was doing these kinds of different exercises and things across her brain and her body, um, you know, this would all be developing. And I'm like, what? Like, I had no idea. But if I would have just kept, you know, being like, well, why aren't you doing this? Well, you're just being lazy. Well, you're just being stubborn. You know, these kinds of things. And I'm hitting a wall and I'm not really looking to see what is the root. You know, I think, is it Thoreau that said a million may hit at the leaves, but only one really checks the root or, you know, it's Mm. something like that. But it's so true because a lot of times it ends up being a different issue than what we actually thought it was at surface value. And I think that's so important. Well, and I think that that even leads back to another um, why or another perk of when you are homeschooling because you are able to see those parts, your firsthand seeing hey, I have a child that is struggling in something. What can we do to make this not a struggle? Because our goal is not to teach children a million facts. Because you can teach facts like that, you know, just repeating or things to to any child. My goal is never that. My goal is to teach my children how to learn and to love learning. And I think with that in mind, there's no way I would want anybody else to cut that off at the knees, so to speak, you know? <laughs> I just totally visualized that. That was weird. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Sorry, visual learners. I apologize. That was rough. <laughs> so that brings us back. Um, should you take the leap to homeschool? Definitely. Absolutely. If you are in your heart thinking, man, this would be the one thing, you know, whatever. What is one year? What is one year of taking the leap and just trying it and seeing what it's like for you and for your children? So we definitely want to encourage you. uh, If you're listening, we're so grateful for you being here. And we are excited to, to just be there for you. Yes, we would love to come alongside, support you in any way that we can. Um, Honestly, message us, tag us, let us know how your homeschool journeys are going. Uh, We love, you know, interaction with you all. And we're just so thankful that each of you guys are on this journey with us.
Yes, our hearts are huge, especially for newbies or anyone struggling. Because like Cassie started off with, you will never look back and say, I wish I hadn't spent so much time with my kids. Oh, gets me every time. (laughs) Welcome to season two, people. (laughs) Yes. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope that you had a great giggle. (laughs) As always, you can find us and follow us on Instagram at Giggle Culture. We'd love to hear from you where you're at in your homeschooling journey, questions, themes you'd love to hear us chat about, and more. And if that doesn't work for you, you can also email us at GiggleCulturePodcast at gmail.com.